the myth, the legend that is Zach Bogle. I'm Scott Casper, and this is USA Taken live from the Wild Rose Casino Studios on Iowa Sports Leader 1350 ESPN. Big program on tap. Lots of great guests. Yes, we have special guests today. We have Pat Minio, Joshua Sasby of Barbarian Apparel, Cody Goodwin, Chuck Yagla. Brad L. Dean, and tell them who we have up first, Scott. Oh, man. When I saw uh, the uh, email from Chris um, over at uh, University of Iowa, I was so, you know, so positive because he's been a great guest in the past, and he joins us this morning, and that is Alex Marinelli. He is the bull. Good morning, Alex. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How does it feel to be the first guest in what is the very first Hawkeye Wrestling Hour? Um, you know, it feels great. Usually it's Spencer Lee leading off things, but I'll, I'll take it. I'll He's take too it. small. Yeah, Spencer's too small. <laughs> you give him one yeah. cup of coffee and he runs around the block 60 times. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Dude is amazing, Spencer Lee. Yep. And, you, and you're yeah. surrounded by an exceedingly talented group of, uh, of, of athletes. And I commend uh, the Brands Brothers, coaches, one and all in the job that they've done in assembling a great group. And I am frustrated, I'm sure, along with many others, in that we don't get to see you on regular schedule. Uh, how are you guys dealing with that right now? Yeah, I mean, we're great. I mean, we're in, uh, we're in the great, uh, great mindset. Um, the coaches, um, I give a lot of credit to them. Like you said, they've built a team that has good spirits and, they, and, and we hold each other accountable, but we're, we're noticing that and we're, we're realizing that this could be the best team in history of right. NCAA wrestling, not just Iowa. And so um, we, we are really eager and looking forward to getting back and, uh, and whatever that, whatever that may be. And uh, um, you know, we're just, we're really excited and we're, we're, we're still training and, um, and we're ready, you know, so we don't have to get ready when Tom always preaches to, uh, to just to, to keep, keep that, uh, that shape above everyone else's and, uh, just stay ready. So, you know, I want to, I want to give some kudos here because the Sanderson boys would probably disagree with you in that regard, <laughs> politically speaking, I'm sure they would, but, um, this is on paper and proof is in the pudding, of course, but on paper, it does look to be one of the best teams assembled in NCAA history, at least in the modern era. And I'm not sure exactly how it all happened. Is it a perfect storm? Uh, but realistically, what we're seeing is the best waiting to come out to compete. And uh, I can't wait to see what that room, uh, and that room is developing, by the way, uh, into something yeah. called a freestanding facility. How exciting is that? But this is your senior year, am I right? Yep, yep. I'm going to be a fifth-year senior. So uh, this is uh, this is a big, big year, um, you know, uh, back to back to what you said um, about uh, the the team being being the best. Um, I give a lot of credit to Ryan Morningstar. He's the yeah. best recruiter in the nation. He's the best recruiter all, all around. And I came to Iowa. Um, he um, because of Ryan Morningstar, Tom Brands, and Terry, um, and, and just the fan base. But Ryan Morningstar is the, is the man. He he does things um, to the best, and he's. Um, yeah, he's he's built a team, and and that's what his that's what Tom says his job is to coach and recruit, and uh, it's it's a, he's done an amazing job, and uh, but yeah, uh, the the facility, um, we're excited for that. We're excited for like the, the future of the program and uh, and the freshmen coming in. 
Um, that that we have a huge um, recruiting uh, freshman class coming in, and uh, and they're all they're all ready to go. They're all firing all cylinders, and uh, they're they're we have a lot of contenders right off the bat, which is awesome. How cool is that, Zach? You're talking to the bull. Hey, Alex, how's it going? Um, I'm doing great. <laughs> one question I have for you is. How much of your decision to go to Iowa was the atmosphere that Carver Hawkeye provides? Um, yeah, so that's actually funny because I, I I never have been to I never had been to a, a Carver duel before um, I committed. Wow! And so so I actually the first duel meet I saw was the grapple on the gridiron. Wow! Um, and so I never really got to go to Carver to watch a duel meet because I was in Ohio, so it was always like during wrestling season, of course. Um, and I, and I couldn't really take that week, a weekend off, um, and go, go watch a Domi, but I've definitely seen it on TV, but that doesn't do it justice at all. So whenever, whenever people watch on TV, you guys better, um, you guys made better make a trip out if you think it's cool. Cause it's going to be even cooler in person. So, um, I think, yeah, that, that it definitely played a factor and, and just the fan base, I mean, selling out Carver Hawkeye Arena when, in those big domies and, uh, and how much they they're just knowledgeable you know they know they know the sport they know if you're you know getting a takedown before you even get it and so i think it's uh <laughs> they they call yeah and it's hard on the rest too because they call two before they even the rest can give it you know yeah exactly so um they they just know and, and they're passionate they know they're fired up when you're fired up and it, and it fires you up and uh it's awesome so as far as being the away team what's the hardest atmosphere to go into as an uh, as an opposing team Ooh. Um, that I, I, I love going to away meets. I, I think, you know, obviously Carver Hawkeye Arena is awesome, but when, when you go to away meets, they, they hate you and it, it's, it's awesome. So I don't know if it's, it's hard for me at, at, um, at any arena, but I think the best, you know, experience I've, I've experienced is, you know, Okie State, Penn State, uh, the Bryce Jordan. Um, uh, I went to the Schottenstein at Ohio State. Um, and obviously, you know, I just love those big arenas. And then, uh, um, when it's, when it's a small arena, that's cool too. But, uh, Oki State, Gallagher, I was, is pretty cool. So, um, but nothing beats Carver. That is so. a, a very steep arena. Gallagher, Iba is compared mm-hmm. to the sweeping expansive seats at, at Carver Hawkeye. Uh, it's, I think yep. Carver Hawkeye is a more relaxed atmosphere than Gallagher. Iba. it's almost like they're on top of you there. Yeah, yeah. If you uh, if you're not if you're not uh, good walking up steps, it's going to be tough. <laughs> Alex, you kept naming all these arenas and you left out Hilton. Was that on purpose? Um, Ooh. I mean, take care of business. That's what we do. <laughs> okay, all right, I mean, yeah, all right. It's not, and then uh, you know, it's it's been close one year, but we're we're uh, shouldn't have been. So fair I mean, enough. When it's when it's you know, I uh, I love Iowa State, but uh, wrestling there, but um. It's it's fun, but I just remember, you know, you remember the tight ones. So <laughs> sure, sure. All right, I I gotta before we let you go on Morningstar, remind him. Are you, you're going to see him today? I'm sure, right? Of course. All yeah. right. I saw so, him yesterday. I was hanging with him, and I was, you know, I see him almost every day. So ask yeah. ask him if he would to call me because he still owes me a hug. <laughs> He's got a lot of them. I know. I, I, and I went into his barn yesterday, so I, I uh, he's, he's got a lot of them. He, he was supposed to have one for me last fall, and then his phone number changed. So I've, oh, been, really? I've been unable to get it, but if you would give him my number, ask him to call me, I would like to uh, 
uh, make the arrangements. So it goes to a locker, gets prepared, wrapped, and uh, and identified, and I'll put it in my brand new freezer I got specifically for it. Awesome! <laughs> I will tell him. I will. I will relay the message, and uh, he will. He would be. He'd be honored that you would have one of his pigs. Oh, I'd lo- I'll eat the heck out of it. Let's go yeah. back to yeah. Zach Bogle, Zach. Yeah, Alex, you go by the name The Bull. Um, is there any mm-hmm. tension between you and Sammy Henson? Ooh. No, actually, uh, I, I didn't really know until, like, we were recruiting his, uh, his son, Wyatt, um, that he was, that was his nickname, too. And so, um, you know, I've heard of him, uh, but when he came, he was like, you know, I'm the real bull, I'm the original. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, it was pretty funny, but, uh, yeah, it's just I got that nickname from a high school coach um, when I was wrestling at his clubs. Uh, his club, uh, um, Team Jordan, um, and I and I was real young, but uh, he just saw how aggressive I was and how I was double-legging people, and uh, he just called me the Raging Bull and then, then Bull for short. So, Do you feel like you got to kind of live up to that moniker when you wrestle, or, or is that why you got the nickname? Uh, that That's just why, you know, I got the nickname. I mean, I I don't really, you know, I have a, a, a smothering style, and uh, that's just kind of what, how he describes it so it, it, it just kind of stuck i i rarely hear my first name and i sometimes my last name but it's usually bull so yeah um being that it's your senior year i'm sure you're thinking about the future what what do you um what's your plans after your senior year um that's a great question so i uh right now hawkeye wrestling club i'm, I'm really looking forward to you know um sharpening my school, uh, skills and my tools and uh free in the freestyle wrestling um, and, uh, just, just, uh, competing international and, uh, and looking forward to that. Cause, uh, you know, I'm sticking around Iowa city for a real long time. I don't, I don't look, uh, I don't look, it doesn't look like I'm leaving anytime soon. So, uh, I'm definitely competing, um, for the Hawkeye wrestling club and, uh, and yeah, chasing those Olympic dreams. So, yeah, I'm not sure if you pay attention to other sports or not, but other professional sports are doing, they do this like bubble method to try to keep everybody COVID safe. If the Hawkeyes had to do a bubble method and make sure that nobody was going out at night to get a late night snack, who would you be worried about that's going to break out of the bubble and go to that McDonald's drive-through at ten o'clock at night? <laughs> oh, geez, um, that's a good, that's a funny question. Uh, that's the thing. I mean, a lot of the starters, a lot of the guys that want to be great and want to do great things, they don't, they don't cheat. They don't cheat on the, the uh, pretty much on the team because when you're going and doing that stuff, it affects the whole team. So. Right. Um, they don't cut corners, but if I had to say anything, um, yeah, you got to pick one. Well, I don't know. I mean, that's calling out the guys. I mean, <laughs> I'm um, trying. I'm I trying mean, to get a all, sound bite. We all, we all, we all have sweet tooths. We all have sweet yeah. tooths. I, I mm. like ice cream. I like Spencer loves ice cream. Um, okay. but, but not McDonald's. I don't think McDonald's. I mean, if, if it's anything, it's like Dairy Queen. Where do you get ice um, cream in Iowa city? Uh, probably Dairy Queen. And then Dairy there's, Queen. A, there's a shop, there's a shop in town called called Dane's Dairy or just, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, the, the Dairy Queen on Riverside, uh, the, the vintage Dairy Queen. So it's not like your, your typical thing. Oh, yeah. it's, it's been there for a long time. So it, it's pretty cool. That's but, the spot. Yeah, exactly. All right. So going back historically, Hawkeyes named bull or baby bull. When I was there as Herky, we had a football player underneath then coach Hayden Fry. He was in large part, the the guy, the architect that turned around the football team, okay? Mm-hmm. And the player that was nicknamed the Baby Bull was a guy named Owen Gill. And Owen mm-hmm. Gill could literally 
bowl his way through a line with the football scoring much needed yardage and the touchdown. So Owen mm-hmm. Gill was the bull of my tenure at the university of Iowa, but there was also a guy named Otto Wagenhurst. There was uh, another bull back in the, in like 1893. So there's been several bulls before you, but you are the current and, and, uh, I guess the current bull, and I think that's pretty mm-hmm. cool that you, you live, it's like the beast of the East. I gave that nickname to somebody. Well, I wasn't the first one to use that nickname, but it was, um, uh, an Iowa state wrestler. I, I gave him the nickname, the, uh, beast of the East. Then he called me up and asked if it would be okay if he gave that away to another New Jersey wrestler named David Zabriskie, and he became the new beast of the East. So I'm just, I love nicknames. I do. Um, and when uh, one of our guests, uh, Pat Minio, noticed that the bull was going to be on the show, he made a big deal out of that. And I love yeah. that. So nicknames have, I think they're appropriate, especially when they're earned. And you, sir, have earned yours. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool when uh, when all the, the styles match up to the nicknames. So it, it, it makes sense that what you're talking about with the football player. And, uh, and uh, that's pretty cool. So, um, yeah. Classes, are they back in session Oh yeah, classes start on Monday. I just did some uh, some homework this morning and woke wow. up and did some some uh, a quiz and whatnot. And and I'm actually doing online school, so I'm uh, staying out of kind of the public eye, which is nice, so I can stay focused and uh, also stay in the Carver Hawkeye Arena, so I'm not you know getting exposed to a bunch of things. So um, it's actually uh, it's nice that school started. A lot of people don't like school, but I don't mind it because it gets you in a routine and it gets you back and uh, it's closer to wrestling, right? I think that's the best of the best. You're there to do a couple things, most important of which is to get that education afforded yep. to you by your athletic prowess. But at the same time, you're also there to wrestle and uh, yep. represent the Hawkeye faithful. You get uh, like Barbara, um, and she does a wonderful job in promoting uh, Hawkeye wrestling. She really does. Barb is just oh, yeah. tremendous. And there are many others out there that are helping, uh, uh, continue that legend that is the Hawkeye Wrestling Club and Hawkeye Wrestling as a whole, but uh, mm-hmm. you're you're in a in a pretty good group of folks. For sure, I mean we've had, I think we had nine, eight or nine uh, academic all all Americans uh, last year. Wow, and we, we've set we set a record for the highest GPA for the wrestling team. Um, you know, I, my goal is to be on the dean's list every semester and. Uh, that's just, an, I mean, it's taking care of business, right? Like you're not going to slack in one area and then go go take care of business in the other. And it's, uh, it has to all work out. And we're student athletes for a reason. Student comes before athlete, and uh, we're not athlete students. We're, um, and that and that's the thing. The one goal here is to get your. The, the first goal is to get your degree. Second, mm-hmm. national title. So, um, you know, obviously people could say, oh, national title is first, but you can't wrestle if you don't have good grades. So. Are there people that work with you, um, you know, on staff that uh, uh, tutors or things like that? What tools are available to you as a student? Yeah, so um, we can get tutors if we want. Um, if if you're, you know, either struggling in a class or it's tough, or uh, like like for say, if if I have if, chem- if I'm in chemistry, um, I can get a chemistry tutor, and I have to go to that every week, and we're we'll I'll bring to him you know, either questions or the material that we're working with in the week. And uh, we have an academic uh, uh, athletics learning center um, here on campus, and it's only athletes who can enter it. Um, it's got, you know, a refueling station, like food there. It's got everything so we can hang out um, for a, a 
long period of time where we can go there after practice and get something to eat, but we're, uh, it's pretty nice. They got a lot of computers and learning um, assistant there, and uh, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's really nice. They just built it, too. They just renovated it, um, put millions of dollars in it, so um, it's, it's really nice. My go-to would be the strawberry banana smoothie. Yes. Okay. Yes, the smoothies are key. With protein. I'm sorry, but yeah. I got to have my protein. <laughs> Alex yeah. Marinelli, the bull from the uh, Hawkeye Wrestling Program, is with us. We're about three minutes to break right now. Alex, uh, coming up, uh, Chuck Yagla. One of the things I found endearing to me as a Hawkeye and a former Herky was the total number of people uh, from the history of the program that are always around. I'm talking about guys like Randy Lewis or Royce Alger or Barry Davis or insert any one of these legends because many of them, the Bannocks, uh, many of them are legends for sure. And it seems like only yesterday Lou Bannock was hoisting a trophy over his head. But mm-hmm. it's it's been, you know, decades. And it's, it's still so fresh. And I think therein lies the secret to a successful program is embracing the past. Don't forget those that got you where you are today and then give the tools for the individuals that need it, who are in competition today, give them all the tools they need. seems like you guys are in a good spot for that. Yeah. So that's, that's cool that you say that because in our locker room, we have um, like a TV screen, um, a couple TV screens that say, you know, the, um, that have pictures or videos or whatever, and it keep, things that keep us up to date and what we have to do. But right now we have um, the past national champs that we see, um, and and it's it's really cool to see those like Barry Davis and stuff are up there. And uh, and it's not that long ago. Like I mean, obviously when you say they're still around, um, that's because when you go to Iowa, um, the culture is so it stays in you. It's it, you're a Hawkeye mm-hmm. for life, and that that's easy to say, but it's really it's hard to, um, to explain the feeling of, of being a Hawkeye when, when you're, you know, when, when you haven't been, when you haven't been there, like, it, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's just sure. so, it's so special. Um, and so when people leave, they, they carry that over and, and you see a lot of the coaches in the big 10 have came from Iowa or the state of Iowa or, um, and then they're, they're, they're building those programs up kind of the same way trying to be the same way as, as what they came from and so um that's what's pretty cool about iowa is like it's some way connected to iowa in, in any coast or any program it's pretty cool so alex marinelli has been our guest the very first in our hawkeye wrestling hour uh coming up brad aldean and chuck yagla a little later on in hour number one your your task at hand aside from your normal everyday task Ryan Morningstar, where Scott's hog, okay? And then <laughs> do you accept the invitation to appear on a, a upcoming installment of Stalemates on YouTube? Do I? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, whatever you got to do, whatever, whatever. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm, look, I'm for free, that, um... look for that text. Yeah, yeah we'll be in cool. <laughs> I think that'd cool. be so cool. You know, that's the thing that you like to do, Alex, is you have a conversation with people because you understand there are people that are passionate about this sport that just want to touch greatness. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and you are so real. That's one of the things the Hawkeyes have always had is uh, great, great athletes, but more than anything, really good people. And that's so important. Hey, best to your family, best to the staff there. Morningstar, want that hug. 
And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again soon, Alex. Appreciate you jumping on, man. All right. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. God bless you, man. All right. Remember, all of our guests are on the Defense Soap Newsmaker Hotline, and we are live from the Wild Rose Casino Studio. It's USA Takedown. Scott Casper, Zach Bogle, that guy over there. And we're on Iowa Sports Leader. It's 1350 ESPN. You know you like it. Have no fear. The true Americans will be right back with more USA Takedown. Live music is back. Saturday, August 15th, Arch Allies return to Wild Rose Casino and Resort. Don't miss this outdoor concert event featuring the best from rock's biggest bands. Journey, Def Leppard, Bon Jovi, and more. Tickets on sale now for just five bucks. 20 day of show. Get your tickets now. Arch Allies at Wild Rose in Jefferson. The wrong financial decisions can undermine the best intentions. Whether concerned for your business or your family's financial future, Trent Weatherman will develop a plan identifying your goals and set you on the path to financial security. Trent makes plans for people. No matter your goals, Trent has access to top-rated products and services to help you meet them. In April of 2019, NerdWallet identified Northwestern Mutual as the best life insurance company. Northwestern Mutual is in the top 10 U.S. independent investment broker-dealers in the United States. See the difference for yourself at TrentWeatherman.nm.com. Hi, it's Danny Bishop. Today's economy presents certain challenges, and along with those come opportunities. The potential rewards are for those who are adept at identifying long-term trends. Don Boyd and his team of financial advisors at Five Talents Financial Management Group can help you navigate today's economy. Whether you're facing retirement or just looking to better understand certain investment ideas, they can help you. Five Talents Financial Management Group's first priority is your overall financial success. And that's why they learn about your individual situation identify your dreams and goals, and get a picture of your tolerance for risk. Long-term relationships that encourage open and honest communication are the cornerstone of their foundation of success. FTFMG.com or call 223-7487, 223-7487, Five Talents Financial Management Group. Welcome back, everybody, to the Wild Rose Casino Studios. It's USA Takedown 1350 ESPN with Scott Casper and Zach Bogle. Hmm. Scott, what do we have on tap next? Well, first, thanks to Alex Marinelli, a great young man and uh, so talented on the mat, but also just a really good person. Absolutely. Anybody that's going to be able to go to Morningstar and say, hey, Casper wants his hog, it's only a year late. You really want this hog? I want the hog. I want the hog in my freezer. I want it wrapped up. I want it, I want it partitioned and, and segregated and cut out. I want everything to be identified so I know what to cook, when to cook it. I want some chops, baby. I feel you, man. I, yeah. Is it good bacon? Mm, it's the best. Morningstar is is uh, quite the uh, expert at raising animals. So I would, I would give him that. And uh, periodically I see where people have been lucky enough to score a morning star hog, but, um, I have yet been unable to do so. So perhaps Marinelli will be able to put the, uh, the hurt on Ryan Morningstar, as it were. Mm. Yeah. And you know what? Morningstar can still go. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 
He's so talented. Oh, what a what a nice guy. He, really, he truly is. Our next guest is as well. Brad Aldean joins us, uh, Hawkeye uh, Wrestling Club. Uh, and it's it's fair to say, Brad, board member, right? That's right, a board member for mm. about a year and a half. How's it feel? Uh, it was a little overwhelming at first, but I think I'm I'm finding a place where I'm happy and I think they're happy and you gotta learn the lay of the land and that's probably the biggest hurdle to jump when you join a board. Give us a little history of Brad Aldean. How do we get to being a member of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club board? I was I'm a fan. Um I run a logistics company in Corville, Iowa. And uh, I got more of my time just kind of freed up as I developed and, and had a bigger staff under me. So I started focusing a little bit on what, what I would be interested in. And I started emailing Randy Novak some suggestions on ways to maybe help build their inner circle and improve the website. And those conversations just kind of budded and built. And, and one day at lunch, I was just sitting down and Tom Brands calls you and says, I want you on the board. Say, yeah. <laughs> Enough said, right? <laughs> That's it. And, you, and you, you take a little breather and you say, well, what does this mean to me, Tom? And is it more time than I'm already spending? And he said, no. And so it, it, it did turn out to be a little more time, but I'm enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. You know, that's a great that's, group of people, man. That's the, that's the thing that's the best part about it. Well, you mentioned Randy. Uh, I have so much respect for Randy and the job he's done. It's difficult at best to take an organization that is largely viewed as a nonprofit, right? Uh, and spend that kind of time. So it's always for the greater good. And that's what an organization, whether, I mean, insert institution, uh, any institution that has wrestling, as far as I'm concerned, has that challenge. And it's, it's a unified team effort from a guy like Tommy Lepic, who I love desperately, that guy. Uh, he gave me a place to live, paid us to paint houses in the summer. Uh, I don't think he ever came around and checked on us as we'd loop a rope over a chimney and then hang over a three and a half story house to paint the house. I don't know <laughs> if that passed OSHA these days, but, um, I would think that it's guys like Lepic and, and, uh, and, and Randy that, that really do spell out what the future for this program looks like because they are the very grounding, the very, their very history of what the Hawkeye wrestling club is. It's service uh, for the future of the program based on the history of the program. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. And, and our club has been around since 1973. So as we look forward and, and think about what our club means and, and how we build upon the tradition that's already been there. So it's a, uh, there's a lot of hard work and, and volunteerism that makes our club great. Um, one thing we do is a lot is the inner circle mm. and, and I'm sure you're familiar with that, but it's you a, bet. it's a recurring donation that fans can basically give a recurring amount to us and it's money we can count on every single month. And rather than waiting for that big check to come in and those inner circle members is we're building a real community foundation, which is pretty great. And one thing we've been kind of focusing on is building ambassadors inside of that group, you know, guys that spread our message and we're over 500 now, which is a pretty large group. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's extensive. We're talking about the Hawkeye Wrestling Club inner circle. There is information, by the way, online at HawkeyeWrestlingClub.com forward slash inner circle. You can look for it there. And uh, we're going to in just a moment, we'll talk about the Harley Davidson raffle because I want I want that. I only have one bike and I don't need another. Ask my wife, but I'd sure like to win this one. 
Um, this portion of our show brought to you by our friends at Gazali's Mediterranean Restaurant on 25th near Drake University and by PBS Landscaping. They take care of my yard. They take care of my landscaping. They take care of my snow removal. They can do the same for you. Also, a big shout out to Mullet's Restaurant on Des Moines Southside. That's a home for wrestlers, for grapplers. Uh, there is a table there, and above the table, it's a picture of Mr. Dan Gable himself. Coach Gable has eaten there, loves the food, and I know you will too. Go in and tell John Royer, the owner, thanks for supporting wrestling, wrestling with his uh, advertising dollars. It means so very much. Our guest, Brad Aldean, Hawkeye Wrestling Club board member. We're talking Inner Circle and some of the benefits that lie within it. There are, There is gear. There's Inner Circle gear that you can get to show uh, your significant partnership with the Inner Circle and the Hawkeye Wrestling Club, right? Yeah, yeah, there's Inner Circle gear. We just launched an Inner Circle store. So in previous years, you'd uh, have a donor level and you'd get a specified piece of gear based on your donor level. Well, now you can more or less accumulate points, and then you can save your points or use those points. And if you want to pay an excess and get a different Inner Circle piece of gear that normally wouldn't have been in your tier, you can get that. And we just soft-launched that like a week ago. Yeah. And all the Inner Circle members should have gotten an email with how to access that. It's going to be pretty cool. You know, I should be right at the top tier, Zach. I should, you know, being a former Herky, yeah. A, uh, and a, and a, uh, and on every other edition of this program, you won't hear me be as Hawkeye-ish yeah, yeah. as I am this morning, you know. But at the same time, I should be in that upper tier. Yeah. Hayden Fry always says, how's my favorite Herky? I said, how do I know I'm your favorite Herky? And how do you know that I'm your favorite Herky? He says, hell, son, you keep telling me. Uh, so that has to account for something, right? I mean, is it, what, what, what's in the upper tier there? What, what is the guy, what can he look forward to getting, guy or gal? Well, you you get anything from like a dry fit polo to a winter jacket. Uh-huh. There's, there's a, the gear, we, we stay up on it, and we ask our fans a lot about what are you looking for, what do you want? So anything from a hat to stickers, and now we have water bottles and backpacks and Oof. The amount of gear we're offering now is pretty, it's pretty awesome. I've got an idea awesome. to pitch you. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay, you know how they have foam fingers and all that? Yeah. I think there should be a foam, like, stalling hand for Hawkeye fans. Or two. Mm-hmm. Or two. <laughs> as, a, as a wrestling You're silent. You're silent. You no, don't think no, that's a good idea? He's thinking about it. Okay. He's thinking about it. It's, oh, it, it, I, I think the university did something like that last year. Okay. Maybe I that's where you get I that could idea. be wrong. <laughs> you you've stolen their ideas, Zach. They should have called me. I'm going to call you out on your own show, Stalemates, on YouTube. I'm yeah. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to do that. All right, so let's get down to it. Everybody wants to know how they can possibly win a Harley-Davidson. First of all, tell us about the bike. So it's a 2020 Street Glide, mm. and we worked with uh, McGrath Hawkeye Harley here in, in town to get it all prepped, and it's got some customizations and one thing I like to say is this, the, the best thing about it is, is if you're not, you want to maybe take some of the stickers off, you can just <laughs> basically get a Hawkeye Street Glide. It doesn't have to be the HWC Street Glide. But we're, we're raffling off 1,500 tickets. And the final raffle date is, I think it's March 15th or when we sell out of the raffle tickets first. So um, right now, I'd say we're probably over a third of the tickets are gone, which I think we're pretty happy with. Sure you know, considering the circumstances. And again, we've got that date of March as our target. So if you've been on social media, you've probably seen some of our uh, 
our videos and things with the athletes promoting it. We just had one yesterday with Brandon Sorensen, who, who's back to promote a good cause. I don't know if anybody saw that, but it's a great video of him jump, jumping on the hog out in front of the <laughs> Hawkeye Harley. So he's doing well. By the way, shout but out to a, his dad, Dwayne, huh? I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I love sure. the whole Sorensen success story. I love that guy. And, uh, man, talk about the warm embrace of the Hawkeye family. When, uh, when he needed them the most, they were there and, uh, very emotional, very moving, but yeah, that's what a, what a fine young man. Mm. I'll give you a, a little tidbit that I had heard about Sorensen when he was in the hospital, they had to drill into his bones and, and check that marrow, but the, the existing drill they had wasn't powerful enough to get through the density of Sorensen's bones. <laughs> and they had to bring in a special drill in order to do that work. <laughs> I have no problem believing that. I think it's, I would think it's probably true. All right. So let's just say somebody like uh, Doug Schwab or Kevin Dresser were to win this bike. Okay. Were there any restrictions on whether or not they could win the wrestling club edition of the bike? Or would you say, ah, you guys would look much better on uh, just a straight black and gold bike. Oh, I think we would deliver it to them with the wrestling stuff on. I mean, in the end, we know everybody wants to be a Hawkeye, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not stirring the pot here, but is that one of your favorite meets every year is the Hawkeyes versus the Cyclones? Oh, how could it not be? I know. The great duel. It is one great duel. Two years ago, it was a great duel. Definitely, for sure. They had us against the ropes. I remember um, as as an announcer, I was asked to announce uh, Cyclone Wrestling. And I called Gable up. I said, how do I do this? He said, well, I left Cyclones, went to the Hawkeyes. He said, you can do it. You can do it. And I said, all right, coach, uh, I'll do it. But I remember that first match I announced, it was after a pay-per-view. I'd done a pay-per-view boxing event. And that's when Bono said, hey, can you announce uh, this event? I said, well, who you got? And he says, uh, it's uh, Cyclones Wrestling. I said, I got that, Chris. I understand. I said, who's the opposing team? He goes, University of Iowa. I said, oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I knew there were two groups I was going to make unhappy that day. One was going to be Cyclone Faithful, and the other's for sure the Hawkeye Faithful. I wasn't loud enough for the Cyclones, and and I was too partisan for the Hawkeyes. Imagine that. But uh, most people got over it pretty quickly, and it was seven years I'll, I'll never forget. But I had a good time doing it. And, yeah, that match, that that particular meet, my first one, the Cyclones uh, uh, beat the Hawkeyes who were visiting. But, man, there have been so many good ones since. Uh, nail biters for sure, and some where the Hawkeyes dominated. But uh, Dresser's got that team pretty much on track to be very competitive, and that's what the Hawkeyes like, right, Brad? For sure. The Hawkeyes like a good Iowa State. That means it's a strong strong Iowa development through high school, right? Mm-hmm. And Iowa would love to be in the nation's top state producing the best wrestlers, right? Well, you've got a bunch of them, too, as part of the club team roster, including Sorensen, including Clark. What about Sammy Brooks? What about Burak? What about Telford, big Bobby Telford? Safarov, mm-hmm. Lugo, Glenn Moody, my God, talk about a murderer's row. Yeah, yeah. And one thing we've been focusing a lot on this year is just fundraising. And we, when we think about the future, think about our club a year from now, think about who may be in that club, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. 
we are we are fundraising like crazy to get us to a point that we are prepared for the Spencer Lees and the Michael Kemmerers to join our club in a year, year and a half. Sammy Brooks has a big matchup this weekend with Shakur Rashid on the Wrestling Underground card that's in an octagon. What do you think of wrestlers in the octagon? I don't know. That's going to be interesting. So I haven't <laughs> had a chance to look at the rules. What happens when... When they reach the the cage, do they keep wrestling? They're going to treat it like it's an out of bounds. Um, they're trying to focus on center of the mat wrestling, which I'm kind of with you. I'm a little bit confused on that part, but I guess we'll see how it goes. It's a it's a great event. Tom was talking about how, how great Chael uh, was it. Chael Chael Sonnen is that Chael, his Chael, name? Yeah. Yep. yeah, how great he's been and how uh, respectful they've been. Uh, in taking anybody we would offer, et cetera, to, to come to that event, which I think is pretty great. I mean, well, it, in the respects. end, we're all wishing we had wrestling, right? Oh, Boy, yeah. We'd love to be watching some wrestling. Well, you know what, Zach and I, sh- uh, we can be, what, two hours we can be there? Yeah, let's okay. do it. Yeah, just the two of us <laughs> will wrestle on your living room floor, okay? <laughs> you want wrestling bad enough, you're willing to settle, we'll be there. All right, you can be a part of it, fans, HawkeyeWrestlingClub.com. Look for Inner Circle. Look for that tab, that drop-down on the website. Figure out and find out how you can be a part of it. Don't forget, Harley-Davidson raffle tickets are available. How much each? They are $100 a piece, and there's 1500 max sold, so it's pretty good odds. 1500 at $100 each. So that's, oh, it's, it's a fundraising effort. Absolutely. <laughs> See, you we guys can't do any events. Yeah, you We've got you, a golf event we're coming up on the third. There's only a few spots left for that. Golf has been a wonderful event for us to have this time of year. It's a great way to be outside, and a lot of people are stuck inside. So, who's the best Hawkeye um, golfer? Ooh, ooh, that's a good question. Probably, I'd say Paul Glenn's pretty good from what I from okay. what I've seen. Okay, and uh, there have been other Glenn brothers, right? Or Glenn family members. Yeah, his his father right. Pablo is his nickname. He wrestled here and he wrestled with um, uh, Barry Davis quite a lot. So, right? Yeah, there's yeah. another Glens for sure. Barry and I were in school together, and I'm very oh. very close with Barry, uh, and I, I just absolutely love Barry Davis. That is uh, uh, one of the best of the best right there. I just can't tell you how much he means to me. That's Wonderful guy. Energy. Chuck, your Yagla's coming up next. And I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I want to talk to him about the new facility, uh, the alumni advisory group, uh, which I think is a, a tremendous challenge. Uh, I want to talk to him about Jimmy Sinclair and his massive donation he made to kick off the fundraising effort for the new facility. So many positive things going on with the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. And Brad Aldean, you're one of them. I appreciate you taking the opportunity to join Zach and I on the program today. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. Anytime, man. Just give us a call. You've got my number. Uh, feel free to reach out. We'll get. We'll make room for you anytime. Sounds great. Have a good day. All right, you too, buddy. This portion of our show brought to you by our friends at Defense Soap. Soaps, gels, bar, uh, shampoos, they got it all. And it's all natural. Tea tree oils, essential. Here, here's the deal. A lot of the chemical products you find out there destroy both types of bacteria on your skin. There's a bad bacteria. You want to get rid of that, right? But there's also a good bacteria, and that helps keep your skin healthy. And that keeps, and, and, and the skin is what? The largest organ on the body, period. It is the body. That is the largest organ there is. The next one is your brain. We've talked about that before. But uh, Defense Soap has got it wrapped up all into one title, and that is Defense Soap, sold worldwide, but it's made for you here 
in the United States of America. See my friend Guy Seiko and his family online, defensehope.com. This portion also brought to you by Northwestern Mutual and Wild Rose Casinos and Resorts. On Iowa Sports Station, you're listening to USA Takedown on 1350 ESPN and also at 102.1 FM. All guests on USA Takedown appear on the Defense Soap Newsmaker Hotline. Joe Rogan said, that stuff is awesome. I just ordered a ton of it and use it every day. Defense Soap. It's what the pros use. Communities need leaders. The birthplace of Bob Feller, Van Meter, Iowa, has two. Paul Szynski and Jim Sinclair have always been there for their community and for the thing that drives us, wrestling. In a position to help or need a cause to get behind, your neighbors and friends can use a hand. Leaders always come together to help, to plan, and to work to make their communities a better place to live. So special thanks to Jim Sinclair and Paul Szynski, two examples of men who lead. Follow these two professionals on LinkedIn for investment opportunities and more. The Defense Soap Facts, Dateline, Cleveland, Ohio. For 12 years, he competed. For 17 years, he coached. And for 30 years, he's policed the streets of Cleveland. He saw teams and programs decimated by skin-borne disease, a wrestler's worst nightmare. He didn't like the chemical-based products on the market and knew that there had to be a better way. A better defense. He found religion in the ingredients that make up the basis for defense soap. Tea tree and eucalyptus oil. Defense soap. All natural, safe to use. It's available around the world now at defensesoap.com. The term barbarian was first used in ancient Greece. The athletes were said to be barbarians. Today's modern athletes embrace the hard work when wearing the great gear from barbarian apparel. You make the choice. Custom graphics, the best sublimation. Colors that pop and logos that matter. Barbarian provides great service before and after the process. Make the right choice. Choose Barbarian Apparel. BarbarianApparel.com Welcome back. It is USA Takedown. Casper Bogle with you on this Friday. Got a hot one today in central Iowa and across the country. Make sure you uh, stay hydrated. And that's a rule for all of our athletes out there and our everyday folks as well. Stay hydrated and do it upright, okay? Lots of lots of liquid. All right, uh, 244-1350, our in-studio phone number. Coming up next uh, will be Chuck Yagla. Uh, one of the greats of the Hawkeye history, but also on, on national and international wrestling as well. Hot Topics time with Zach Bogle. Zach? Yes, this weekend we have the Wrestling Underground 1. Uh, it's on UFC Fight Pass. Chael Sun is putting it on. It is a wrestling card in the octagon. I'm excited to see how that's going to turn out. And your thought, I mean, Chael has wrestling at its heart. I mean, he wants to see wrestling uh, continue to grow. And right now, women's wrestling is is doing a wonderful job of growing we saw a couple steps back with men's wrestling and in, in a couple weaker programs stanford and old dominion but uh, we've got some work to do for sure but it's events like this in my estimation anyway what are yours that uh, if, in my estimation i think it's events like this that can help propel us along through this pandemic your thoughts yeah you know the ufc is a really fast growing organization they have the ufc fight pass rolling so if you have a subscription to that you can watch this obviously that's pretty huge because we know that the audience of the ufc um would love the sport of wrestling if they were exposed to it so hopefully this gets a lot of fight fans to um, watch wrestling yeah and that's that's key next hot topic um, the next hot topic that we have, there is a UFC card. Speaking of the UFC this weekend, we have Anthony Smith 
versus Alexander Rakic. Um, a big, big fight. Um, if you gamble, Anthony Smith, I believe, is the underdog. That should be a good fight to watch. There's some money to be made on that card. All right, next guest waiting in the wings, uh, Chuck Yagla, one of the greats uh, as far as I'm concerned of the sport in many different ways. He joins us now on the Defense Soap Newsmaker Hotline. Chuck, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. You, uh, you're you always working uh, to better the sport. Uh, my goodness sakes. You look at uh, your start at Columbus High School in Waterloo. Um that is what we call the beginning of your five-level wrestling career, right? I mean, that's where it all started. Yeah, pretty well. I actually pretty much started at grade school, Sacred Heart grade school. I had a coach named Bob Bozen. Mm-hmm. He got me started. He was an awesome coach. How, how important was Mike Bach in your development? You know, Mike Bach, was, he was at my assistant coach my first three years at Columbus, and then he became the head coach my senior year. You know, so he, he was a great mentor for me. Mm-hmm. He taught me a lot of the values of working hard and, you know, and being dedicated and that kind of stuff. He didn't have a huge wrestling background, so the technical part of it, you know, wasn't so much his forte, but, boy, he was a strong disciplinarian and he was just a great mentor to, to bring people up. Was it a difficult decision for you to make the decision to wrestle for the University of Iowa going back to 1972? No, actually, it pretty much came down to the University of Northern Iowa or the University of Iowa. And, yeah, I I had thoughts about going to both places. And, you know, once I found out Coach Gable was going to be the assistant coach, you know, that helped sway my decision. And then I also had two brothers at the University of Iowa at the time. Uh, one brother, Dave, was just starting law school. And another brother, Steve, who was two years older than me and also wrestled and was on the wrestling team was at Iowa, and he was obviously a big influence, too. So, ultimately, it was an easy decision to go there with my family there and with Coach Kurlmeyer and Coach Gable. And, obviously, for me, I think it turned out to be the right decision. Does Kurlmeyer get the respect he deserves uh, based on history? Oh, I don't think he gets as much as he deserves. You know, he was such an innovator, and he really put us on the map with all the promotional things he did. And, you know, he just, he did so many things for the sport, you know, and, and number one, getting Coach Gable convinced to come there, and that was huge. And I've always, I tell people I admire him for turning over the program to Coach Gable after only being head coach for four years. And at the time, I think he was only 40 or 41 years old, and he had just, he had just won two national titles. You know, for a guy that age, you know, to, to turn over head coach to Coach Gable. Right. I mean, I, that, I mean that took a lot, I thought. Well, and it's, it, that was the, what I call the brave new frontier back then because to imagine what that conversation, that first conversation between Colonel Meyer and Gable was like, and Gable was still under the tutelage of one Harold Nichols and, and oh. uh, the balance at, at Iowa State. I mean, that, that had to have been... Uh, uh, groundbreaking, and then for Gable to make that announcement, there were a lot of people that were aghast that he would do such a thing. But you know, when it all comes down to it, it's it is kind of a business, right? I mean, this is what people do to make a living if they want to continue beyond competition. You yourself became a wrestling coach um, at the University of Iowa from '77 to '82. What a what a, a a tremendous honor for you. 
yeah, you know, for me, I was fortunate to be there, you know, at the right place at the right time. And, and Coach Gable hired me to be an assistant coach. And, you know, I, I really enjoyed that. And, you know, again, yes, it comes down to business decisions, too. You know, my ultimate goal at that time, I thought, well, I'd love to be the head coach at the University of Iowa. Of course, Coach Gable's only six years older than me. And I, in the back of my mind, I thought, that's going to be a long way. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Uh... So, so I decided to go back to my hometown of Waterloo and start a banking career. So, you know, it, and it worked out well for me. And then I also got involved in officiating because I wanted to stay involved in the sport. And you were good. So, so yeah, so it was, you know, it was, it was a good thing for me. And it's nice getting back to your hometown. And, and I loved the banking career, you know, getting started in that, the financial services industry, you know, it's just a, a great career path. Zach Bogle, uh, we've got about 60 seconds to break, but we're not going to cut him free until after the break. So go ahead. Yeah, I got a question for you. Um, Waterloo, Iowa was recently um, up for contention for Wrestling USA. Do you think they'd make a good case for that? Oh, well, I'm a little biased. <laughs> yes, I think, I think we can make a really good case, you know, for being one of, one. one of the you know, top towns in, in the country. Yep. For wrestling. Mike Allen would probably stand with you shoulder to shoulder. Yes, he would. Willie would be right there if he were with us today. He'd be there with you shoulder to shoulder. Willie Gatson. Dan yep. Gable. Yep. I've heard oh, yeah. of Gable too, yeah. He, you he, know that guy. he had an impact. Yeah, there, there's, some, <laughs> there's some tremendous history, you know, for me to be to grow up in this town with that history, you know, it's just I feel very fortunate. And now of course we have the National Wrestling Hall of Fame, Dan Gable Museum in Waterloo. Right. I'm so proud of, and it's just it's just such an awesome thing for our community. And it's got some great leadership currently too. And we'll talk about that on the other side of the break. The Carvi Carvi Carver Circle Alumni Advisory Group. We're going to tell you who's on the group, right? Who's on that advisory group, and what they're doing, and why you need to be involved. Stay tuned. The Hawkeye Wrestling Hour continues on this USA Takedown program on 1350 ESPN. The coverage of wrestling and MMA continues after this timeout here on USA Takedown, only on Iowa's Sports Leader, 1350 ESPN. Calderberg's PBS Landscaping knows what grows best in Iowa because they're from Iowa. Locally owned and operated, Calderberg's is a full-service landscaping and lawn care company. Everything you need from lawn care and landscape design to water features, tree planting, irrigation, and snow removal. Matt Calderberg and his staff are great. They take care of my family year-round. They can take care of yours, too. My office and home, they cover it all. They're my friends and should be yours as well. Visit them at calderberglandscaping.com. Hash browns are always part of my favorite breakfast, and the place to get Des Moines' best breakfast is Mullet's Restaurant. Hi, this is Danny Bishop. Stop by on your bike along Meredith Trail by the confluence of the Raccoon and Des Moines Rivers. Sit on their two-level patio, peruse the famous breakfast menu, and you'll understand why Mullet's is the best breakfast restaurant in Des Moines. Mullet's, celebrating all things about the hairstyle that's business in the front and party in the back. Just go to the west end of the Southeast First Street Bridge to find Des Moines' best breakfast at Mullet's Restaurant. Uh, you know it sounds good. Mullet's Restaurant, Des Moines Southside, right by the ballpark. You know what they say. Business in the front, party in the back. That's what I'm talking about. Mullet's. John Royer. 
there really is a gable table there. And if you're lucky enough to get it, I mean, you're, you're dining in the presence of excellence. You eat like a champion. And you don't even need to buy him a meal. He's just there. Our guest in the Hawkeye Wrestling Hour in this portion of our program is Chuck Yagla, a Waterloo native for sure, but a Hawkeye. That man has made his impact on our sport in multiple ways as an athlete, as an official, as a coach, not necessarily in that order. Internationally, he was part of the 1980 team, uh, and that was the boycott year that uh, Car- uh, Jimmy Carter said, hey, you know what? We don't like what's going on. We're going to boycott the Olympic Games. He, Lee Kemp, and, and uh, many others uh, were not able to compete inside of wrestling and other sports as well. But, uh, Chuck, you've been able to raise yourself above that terrible memory and injustice as I see it. Uh, I still won't talk to Jimmy Carter. I can't believe I made him breakfast, but it's true. Uh, if I had the opportunity to do that again, I wouldn't because of what he did to the, you know, to the future for a lot of these athletes. Go through four years of an Olympic cycle and oh my goodness sakes, all of a sudden now a political decision uh, that affects the lives of so many and in a sports endeavor that is designed to eliminate the impact of political decisions. In other words, politics plays no part in the Olympic Games, and yet it reared its ugly head two times, not once, but twice. And I'm talking about 80 and 84, right, Chuck? Yeah, it's, you know, there was some crazy times. You know, like you said, he's been four years. I, I was fortunate to be an alternate on the 1976 team. So I got to travel to Montreal, be there, and see what it was like, and get in the Olympic Village and, and see the athletes and train with the athletes. And boy, that really got me excited for 1980. Mm. You know, and then by 1980, I was 26 years old, you know, the prime age you know, at that time for an athlete to be competing in wrestling. So I, I was primed and ready to go. And then, like you said, Politics should not be a part of that. No, nope. you know, that, that's what happened, and you know, just had to forget about it and move on and get the next best thing. Part of history now, Chuck Yagler, our guest. Chuck, uh, we talk about the Carver Circle Alumni Advisory Group. What is it and why? Yeah, we they asked me to, to lead this group of uh, wrestling alumni. You know, we have this new building that's been approved by the uh, State Board of Regents. It's a it's a wrestling facility that will be constructed right next to Carver Hawkeye Arena, actually, you know, between Carver Hawkeye Arena and the baseball field, if you're familiar with that area. Sure. But on the same, same side of the road as Carver Hawkeye Arena, and then it'll have a tunnel that will go from the wrestling facility into the arena so okay. the athletes, you know, they can, when they train and you know, have to go into Carver Hawkeye for competition, they don't have to go outside, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So and that was part of what Tom Brands, when he, his vision for this, when he first, you know, came up years ago, you know, they right away said, well, if you want to do it, we, we can streamline it and get it approved. If you want to go out to the west part of campus and you know, there's a lot of empty ground out there, we can build something out there. And he said, nope, nope, nope. You know, if we're going to do it, it's going to be next to Carver Hawkeye. Carver Hawkeye's been our home. Yep. You know, that, that means a lot to us. So I, I need to have it close to Carver Hawkeye. Well, it's the so house that Gable built. That's right. That's you know, when you think about it, Roy J. Carver voted with his money and saying, hey, not only do I appreciate Dan Gable, I love Dan Gable and what he's done for this university, and by God, that's what Carver Hawkeye, it wasn't a basketball facility, it was a wrestling facility first in my estimation, and uh, wrestling has lived up to that obligation. There's guys like Lou Bannock, Tommy Brands, Paul Glenn, Paul Glenn Sr., Mark Ironside, Aaron Jansen, Tommy Lepic, Bill Mitchell, Blake Raising, Herm Reinga, 
Mark Trezino, and uh, of course you, sir, Chuck Yegla. You guys, in large part, are part of this advisory group, and that's designed to raise money for this freestanding facility. You're about, what, 60% of the way there? Is that true? Yeah, that's true. I haven't seen the latest numbers, but, you know, in order for the Board of Regents to approve a day, you know, the Gary Vargas said, well, you need to get 50%, you know, privately raised behind the scenes before they'll approve it. So, so they got to that point, you know, four or five months ago and then took it to the Board of Regents. So now, you know, it's, they're still doing drawings or not drawings. They're still sure. in the early phases of designing it. And Coach Brands is, is working with the architects. You know, so the rough estimate it was a $20 million facility. Obviously, that's what that'll get fine-tuned. So I think they're in, in the range of 11 to 12 million has already been pledged or raised, you know, behind the scenes. So now we're trying to, you know, formulate plans to take it to the general public and, right. and get it out there. And that's what our, our committee is, you know, we have guys, as you, if, you know, if you're familiar with those names, we pretty much have a couple of guys from each decade, you know, starting from the 60s up until now, that we're going to try to reach out to, obviously, former wrestlers. I mean, we're, we want everybody to donate, but we're going to try to hit hard to former wrestlers. There's about four or 500 wrestling letter winners that obviously went through that program. That program hopefully meant a lot to you most bet. of them and you know did a lot for most of them. So, you know, it's time for us to reach out to them and contact them and see if they're willing to give back. All right. It's an undertaking just to get people's names, addresses, and phone numbers. I mean, there's already, obviously, a database built. But over the years, people change and move and all that. So, you know, it's hard to keep that up. So for each of us now, that's part of our task. We're trying to reach guys, you know, in our, you know, in our time frames that we can connect with and make sure we have current information before we ask him to open your checkbook. Well, one of the, you know what, one thing I know, and it's guys like Jimmy Sinclair and, and Paul Sazinski and others that have uh, donated heavily, uh, been wonderful guys to provide that seed, the very base on which all the other dollars are built on. I know there are guys out there that can write a big check, okay? But it's going to take everybody else to write those small and medium-sized checks, whatever they can afford because you want to be a part of the future of this program. And I'm going to give you this invitation, Chuck, and you and I have been friends for a number of years. And that is this radio program will help in any way possible, any program that wants to, much like the Hawkeye Wrestling Club and the advisory group, any wrestling club that needs the publicity to help get the word out, we'll do it because we want to see wrestling grow, strong programs, help the sport not only stay around, but to excel and grow and provide opportunities for youth in America to compete and get great education. Chuck, you're one of my heroes. Hey, I appreciate that, Scott. Yeah, we've known each other for a long time. And I like what you said about some of these guys in the, in the background that, you know, some of them donate a million, half a million. I mean, that's, that's a lot of money. Yep. A, lot of people, a lot of people don't have that kind of money. But I always tell people I've been involved in other, you know, campaigns to raise money. I said, you know, there's a, there's a very few people that can give a million dollars, but there's a million people that can give a dollar. That's right. So, you know, every little bit helps. Amen, brother. Chuck, we love you. Appreciate you. Thanks for your leadership in the Carver Circle Alumni Advisory Group and more. Give them the website. They can find out more information. Yeah, carvercircle.com or the website. You know, obviously, you know, there'll be lots of questions, but there's a donate button right there if you're ready to donate. So, CarboCircle.com. 
tons of information. Easy enough, Chuck. Thank you so very much. Up against the clock, you're listening to Casper and Bogle from the Wild Rose Casino Studios. This is USA Takedown on 1350 ESPN. KRNT Des Moines. A Des Moines Radio Group station and home of ESPN Radio. This is 1350 ESPN. Simulcasting on 102.1 FM. Des Moines Sports Leader. Uh, welcome back to the show. USA Takedown from the Wild Rose Casino Studios. Casper and Bogle with you. Hour number one was populated by some great folks. It was our very first Hawkeye Wrestling Club uh, and Hawkeye Wrestling Hour. Uh, and we had some great guests, uh, including our last one, Chuck Yegla. Uh, Brad Aldean joined us. And the Bull. The Bull. You were pretty psyched when you knew that uh, Alex Marinelli was going to be joining us, yeah? Oh, yeah, I'm a big wrestling fan. It's always fun to watch him. That guy is full of action. And Pat Minio is going to be joining us in hour number two, as is Joshua Sasfi, the founder of Barbarian Apparel, one of our great sponsors. But more than anything, the guy cares about wrestling internationally and nationally. Uh, but we start the program um, talking about wrestling and wrestling seasons. Uh, this one is going to be affected by the pandemic, uh, by the uh, the covid uh, the, the dreaded C word. I hate this disease and I hate what the uh, national media has made it out to be. Uh, I understand it's important. I understand it's dangerous uh, for some segments of our population more so than others. But at the same time, uh, are we overdoing it? I don't know. But will it affect wrestling? It already has. But to what extent will it affect the season? What extent will it affect um, wrestlers and their uh, you know, whether or not they're going to be granted an additional year of eligibility or competitiveness. Let's go to the guy that covers it very well for the Des Moines register. He's our friend, Cody Goodwin. Cody, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great, Scott. How are you guys doing? Good, man. We finished up the Hawkeye wrestling hour with Marinelli, Aldean and Yagla, but we start off our number two with you. Uh, you wrote an article recently in the Des Moines register. It was Wednesday, August 19th, where you said the 2021 wrestling season might be a short one. Take us inside the article and the very formation of the story that is, because I was, uh, mm, I was, I was very impressed with the article and its ability to arrive at the point. Talk to us about the article. Yeah, I think uh, you know there's a lot of talk about you know college football and college basketball, and you know those are obviously the two um, revenue generating sports when it comes to college athletics, right? But we here in Iowa obviously very curious about wrestling. And so, um, you know, me and my editor were talking for quite a bit, um, just kind of over the course of the summer, you know, what is wrestling going to look like in the age of the coronavirus as this thing continued to, um, you know, as the pandemic, you know, continued and, and sports were, you know, I don't want to say an uncertainty, but there were some questions there. So, you know, I just reached out to a handful of wrestling coaches. Um, you know, there's, I've gotten to know quite a few of them during my few years on the beat and, um, you know, was just kind of picking their brain, you know, Hey, what are you hearing? What's, you know, what could the season look like? And that was more or less the gist of the story. And, um, you know, all indications suggest that it might be a short one. Um, all, you know, and then there was a lot of indications that suggest as well. And this came from a lot of coaches that were like, Hey, you know, this is, this is a day to day, week to week, month to month thing. Things could change, you know, the, the season could be, you know, just a national tournament, the season could, you know, go off as normal, you know, if things change and, you know, medical um, information progresses to the point that they feel like they could have a 
um, you know, a full wrestling season from start to finish. But I think the bigger point that at least the bigger takeaway that I had from talking to a bunch of coaches is that, uh, um, you know, whatever the season might look like, whether it starts here in a couple months like it normally does, or whether it starts January 1, where it seems like that's the direction it feels like it might be going, um, the, the concerted effort from the greater wrestling community, from the coaches, um, administrators, people in charge of the NCAA, things of that nature, um, this entire season is going to be around protecting the 2021 NCAA championships, which are set for March 18th through 20th in St. Louis at the right. Enterprise Center. And so that's, that's more or less kind of um, what I thought was the biggest takeaway, that no matter how this season looks, they are going to do everything they can to protect the NCAA championships because they know they already lost one. They don't want to lose a second one. They can't afford to um, lose the second one. Yeah, right. And so, you know, I this year was supposed to be, you know, super, I mean, it was supposed to be, I kept calling it the largest celebration of wrestling ever because, you know, as you know, it was supposed to be up in Minneapolis at U.S. Bank Stadium. First time ever it was going to be in a football stadium. Um, you know, there was a lot of really good things that could come out of this. You know, now we're going back to St. Louis, which has been a wonderful host city for the NCAA Wrestling Championships, but it is going to be a smaller venue. Um, you know, that said, one of the things that a lot of coaches told me was they weren't sure how many fans were going to be able to watch much of this wrestling season in person. You know, right. are duels going to have fans? Are tournaments going to have fans? Um, you know, there were a lot of coaches that were like, hey, the NCAA championships might just be the second tournament that people wrestle in all year. You know, we may not have the Midlands or the Southern Scuffle, um, you know, unless, you know, the medical information that's coming out about the coronavirus um, becomes a little bit more positive or suggests that they can do things like that. So there's there's a lot of things that are on the table when it comes to the 2021 wrestling season. Um, but I know that the concerted effort and the concerted goal of everybody involved is to try and get to the NCAA championships in March. I wouldn't miss the scuffle. I would miss the Midlands. And that is just something for me, the Christmas classic, that is the holiday classic anyway. But um, Kevin Dresser said that things could change by September 1st. He said it's a week-by-week thing and sometimes even a day-by-day thing, as you put uh, put in your article. Uh, again, that's dated August 19th. You can go back and look for it online. And uh, also follow Cody. I think, um, Cody, you're not necessarily always breaking news, but when you do tell a story, there's a lot of fact behind it. That's important to you, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. We got to, um, you know, I want to try and give people the entire picture, especially when it comes to something like this, you know, what, what, you know, I made sure to talk to, you know, close to a dozen coaches just to try and make sure that the things I was hearing from my initial, you know, conversations with coaches was kind of what was percolating throughout the coaching community. So yeah, I do my best to try and give a full picture. Um, cause I think the reader deserves that if they want to just, you know, decide to click on my story or pick up the newspaper. Mm. And I, and, and I, alluded to this earlier and that is the ncaa needs this championship financially they need football they need basketball they are hurting i never thought i'd say this the ncaa would be hurting but they are uh i want to get to the ncaa i want to talk about uh what this pandemic is doing does it what does it do for eligibility uh, in terms of do these guys deserve an extra year of eligibility? And, and some of them may not want it, but those that do and are perhaps looking at jumping into an Olympic cycle, perhaps challenging for a weight class on the international stage. What are your thoughts about eligibility? Um, in terms of eligibility from the, the this past season, the nineteen twenty season, um, I mean, I was of the belief that I, I you know, I kind of thought that there was maybe a pathway for these athletes to get a year back because 
I mean, when you think about it, the reason that they didn't, or at least the NCAA ruled that they wouldn't get a year back was because they had already completed, you know, at, at least for wrestling up, you know, 90% of their season. The only tournament that didn't get contested was the NCAA championships. Right. And that's fine. And I understand that. Um, but, you know, even for, you know, you can, you can look at this through the lens of basketball, through the lens of swimming, through the lens of tennis, virtually any other NCAA sport. The reason these guys go through the regular season and even their conference championships, no matter how they're formatted, is to set themselves up for the national tournament. I mean, you think about it, a wrestler can go 0-18 during the regular season, but if he hits the threshold at the conference tournament that he needs to hit turn an automatic bid, he's going to go to the big dance. Same thing with NCAA basketball. You can go 0-whatever during your conference play, and it makes the path harder to win your conference tournament, but you still have an opportunity to win your conference tournament which means you still have an opportunity to go compete in the postseason. Um, I was really hoping that maybe they would view it through that lens with a few other details involved and maybe, you know, hey, these guys did not get to compete in their final event, the biggest event that these, um, you know, this is what the guys look forward to. This is what the wrestlers look forward to. They look forward to the national tournament every year. That's why they compete. That's why they go through the regular season. That's why they, you know, the postseason, I think you can argue, starts with the conference tournaments, but it, 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 it's that way for every single sport. You know, think of basketball. Basketball didn't even get to contest their conference tournament, so technically they never even got to a postseason. Um, you know, I was really hoping that they would. It doesn't sound like they will. Um, this season might be a little unique. Yeah, at least I know for the fall sports, I think the NCAA has already granted eligibility relief for those guys. Um, so I think all the football players, whether they're playing or not, are going to be able to get an extra year if they want it. I don't know that they've come out with anything about winter sports yet, but I'd be a little surprised if they maybe didn't do the same thing just because of where we are with the pandemic. Cause I, uh, you know, kind of like I was saying earlier, and, and I mean, I took that straight from Kevin Dresser too. I, we, we just don't know what's going to happen. And so I think, you know, being able to give that relief to the athletes, I think is a smart decision. Cody, have you heard any word on just um, on a conference only schedule for these teams? Yeah, that was one of the ideas that they're floating around. Um, you know, I think that one of the things that we might see is, is a lot of, um, you know, double duels, tri duels, and quad duels. Um, you know, because I think for wrestling, you know, as long as you assure that everybody is safe and healthy, and, um, you know, maybe hopefully by the time we get to, you know, January, February, we might have rapid testing with rapid results. You know, you can test all these guys and, you know, bring them all to Hilton Coliseum, for example. So you could have Iowa State you know, Northern Iowa, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, for example, all four of them at Hilton Coliseum, and they all wrestle each other over the course of the weekend. You know, maybe you do two duels on Saturday, one duel on Sunday. Maybe you knock all three of them out, you know, to maybe try and simulate a tournament setting since it doesn't sound like we may get a lot of tournaments this year outside right. of the conference and national tournament. Um, you know, conference only, I think that's something that's on the table for sure, not unlike basketball and, and what they're going to try to attempt to do with football this fall. We're talking with Cut a Good One. Uh, this portion of our program brought to you by Trent Weatherman, your Northwestern Mutual Financial Consultant. He was a guest last week and a tremendous one at that. Cody is the writer that uh, we've come to rely on at the Des Moines Register, uh, part of the sports department, along with Chad and the balance. But I tell you what, nobody covers it better nationally than Cody Goodman. Uh, you can find <laughs> his work online. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I've, I've always told you that. I like the way you write. You write like people talk. And that's huge to me. So there you go. I appreciate that. All right. <clears throat> just send me the check. Send it to 1350. <laughs> okay. Um, it is important, though, to note what those tournaments that you're talking about that may not take place. It's important to know what those tournaments represent in terms of uh, competition. And in the old days, like the Midlands, you could be 35 years old and show up and wrestle, right? 
Uh, it's changed somewhat. Uh, the NCAA sticks its nose in there as well. But you know what? If the rules are the rules, you got to live with them. You got to wrestle with them. So if that, if those tournaments don't happen, what does that do to seedings for um, for conference tournaments based on total number of events one has wrestled at? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think one of the things that um, is also on the table is, you know, if they, if they can't do tournaments or, you know, I think there's, there still might be the opportunity for, you know, like Cliff Keen, the Midlands, the Southern Scuffle, some other tournaments. I think Reno has a tournament in December as well. Um, you know, there's an opportunity for those guys to, to host those tournaments. Um, it just, it may not be an option for some of these teams to go to, or maybe, I mean, the other thing too, is that, you know, wrestling as a sport may not want to risk it. Cause imagine if one of these tournaments goes off and an outbreak comes out of one of these tournaments, right. I mean, that's, that, that would shut the whole thing down. Right. Yep. Um, so I don't know that teams want to take that risk. Um, you know, you know, some other smaller open tournaments, like I know here in Iowa, the, the UNI open, the cyclone open, um, Iowa state did a last chance open last year. Um, you know, Dactronics Open, I, there's a bunch of, you know, Lindenwood has a really nice open tournament. Um, you know, we may not see those this year just because teams want to be a little bit more cautious and they don't want to be the, the, the program or the, or the team that hosts a tournament that caused an outbreak that shut down the sport, right? And so I think there's, um, you know, not seeing some of these tournaments is going to be a little bit more precautionary than anything. But, um, you know, without tournaments like that, or if they're only going to do a conference-only slate, I th- I, one of the ideas on the table is to adjust the way that you qualify for the NCAA championships. Because usually you have to meet a certain match threshold in order to earn a bid for your conference. There it is. Um, you have to earn a certain match threshold in order to, um, you know, perhaps earn a seating or, or at least influence the NCAA seating committee. They would adjust that. Because um, another one of these things that's, that's on the table is to perhaps, you know, we have 33 qualifiers in a normal year for the NCAA championships at every weight. That may not be the case this year. Um, there may be fewer. There might be 24. There might be 16. There might be somewhere in between. Um, you know, I don't know that they would go any smaller than 16. But you know, in order to run the NCAA championship safely, that's one of the ideas that they're floating around. Is you know, we may not have full 33 um, athlete fields at each weight, and so you would have to readjust how kids qualify. Um, you know, is it everything through? the conference tournaments. Um, how do you do wild cards? Is it everything is a wild card? I, there's a lot of different ideas that they're trying to float around well, here. And yeah, Anthony Holman is the director of championships for the NCAA. And I've worked with Anthony, uh, very closely on a number of different championships over the years. And I know he's weighing things out very carefully and seeking the input of coaches and ADs across the country and the interested parties that make up the championship committees. But when it all comes down to it, it has to be in the best interest of the athlete, the student athlete. And sometimes I think that they're getting forgotten. Are you getting that sense periodically that perhaps they and their best interest are being forgotten? Maybe in some cases you can probably make that argument. Um, you know, I think mo- if you ask any wrestling coach, if, you know, if they get the, they, they are on board with doing their best to protect the NCAA championships. Um, and if that means adjusting them, um, at least a handful of coaches that I talk to, you know, they're, they're okay with, you know, if it means a smaller tournament with smaller brackets and not as many competitors, um, I think they'd be on board with that. The smaller schools though, are the ones that are going to bear the brunt of none. It's almost like they don't exist. So, I mean, it's going to be the larger programs that are going to dominate the, um, uh, the landscape of a, of a national championship. If we boil it down to something like that, let's go to Zach Bogle. Zach. Yeah, something we're seeing on the high school level for football is athletes from other states coming into Iowa to compete because we are allowing a football season this year. Do you see that happening in wrestling if if that comes to it? 
So I haven't seen that yet. It wouldn't surprise me if it does happen. But uh, the, the thing we're the, the reason we're seeing that in football is because you know states like Minnesota and Illinois and um, who else? Colorado, California. They they have made already made that decision to push their football seasons to um, the spring or to the winter or whatever the case may be. We haven't seen a lot of movement on winter sports yet. Um, part of me thinks we may see that sometime over the next month and a half or so. So maybe at that point we might see some. Um, you know, I don't want to say announcements because that it's kind of cheesy for high school kids to announce that they're transferring schools, but that's how they get the news out. Cheesy but, or incorrect. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, Hey, teach their own. If that's what they want to do, that's right. what they want to do. But I, I would say sometime within the next month or month and a half or so, we might see States make decisions on winter sports, in which case we might see wrestlers come in or move out. I'm not sure. I mean, I was still very much up in the air about what they're going to do with their wrestling season. So you know, I don't want to say that kids are going to come to Iowa to wrestle, but I know that, that they want to try and get the wrestling season off without changing mm-hmm. much of anything at all. And, you know, how that compares to Illinois, Minnesota, Nebraska, um, you know, all of those things are still up in the air. So I'm going to you, tell on that front. I'm going to ask you to take Minnesota out of the okay, um, equation, out of the conversation, based on their recent uh, proclivity to redecorate neighborhoods in Minnesota and seemingly going um, unchallenged, I would say, let's leave Minnesota out of it. And we can look at all the other communities and states, but not Minnesota. That's well, just... well what, what if some of those awesome wrestlers <laughs> decide they want to come down to Iowa this winter, Scott? I, mean, I don't know. No I though, don't right? know. I think there should be a border wall. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know, in some ways I want to protect athletes in every state because that it's, it, there's a transmutation, right? And it, it does, it does get transmitted through the air. Some people are saying as much as 16 feet, but if you're in a bubble situation like the NBA, should they choose to play a game this week? Um, I think one, one of the things that we're, we're looking at is, you know, what is working in sports and wrestlers as you and I all know, defense soap will tell you this are, are susceptible to skin borne disease. They're susceptible to flu. They're susceptible to, the common occurrence and even more so because their bodies are so uh they're high tuned machines they're finely tuned machines but man when that bug bites it can affect the whole team quickly yeah it spreads really quickly which i think is the the biggest concern to compared to maybe some other bugs and, and viruses out there which um that's a separate conversation but hey i mean <laughs> if Minnesota decides they're not wrestling this winter and iowa is i would not be upset at all if apple valley decided to send their whole team down to the state for a winter boy they've been resistant to sending their athletes you know it's the state of minnesota is kind of goofy that way they won't let apple valley compete in some eastern tournaments and it's a number of travel days and things like that i don't know but every state's a little differently i like to think iowa is, is uh, very forward looking and its ability to to uh, work with coaches and athletes and families. I just think uh, Iowa has a good thing going, and and I'd hate to see that apple cart get upset. Cody Goodwin has been our guest on our Newsmaker Hotline, brought to you in part by our friends at Defense Soap. We are live in the Wild Rose Casino studios. Cody, where can they find you on social? I am uh, on Twitter at Cody Goodwin, and I'm in the process of building an Instagram presence, and that one's at Cody J. Goodwin. So if you guys want pictures of me and hopefully some videos here before too much longer, uh, go follow your boy on Instagram. Are you going to get the blue check on Instagram as well? Already got it, Zach. Already got it. What does that mean, the blue check? What does that mean? It means you're better than than me. What? (laughs) 
then what would I get? Like no checks, period, let alone a blue check. I barely got a star on my license to be able to travel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a journalist, so you know the check is very small. Oh, it's a very small check. God bless you. Nice job out of you, Cody. Appreciate you taking the time, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Scott. Good to hear from you guys. There, good talk with you, too. Cody Goodwin, Des Moines Register, Ace Reporter. What a great guy, too. Appreciate that. Joshua Sassby waiting in the wings. He's coming up next from Barbarian Sports Apparel. We'll be back after this. You're listening to USA Takedown on Iowa Sports Station. It's 1350 ESPN. All guests on the USA Takedown appear on the Defense Soap Newsmaker Hotline. Made in the USA with unparalleled quality and it's guaranteed. Defense Soap. It's what the pros use. The wrong financial decisions can undermine the best intentions. Whether concerned for your business or your family's financial future, Trent Weatherman will develop a plan identifying your goals and set you on the path to financial security. Trent makes plans for people, no matter your goals. Trent has access to top-rated products and services to help you meet them. In April of 2019, NerdWallet identified Northwestern Mutual as the best life insurance company. Northwestern Mutual is in the top 10 U.S. independent investment broker-dealers in the United States. See the difference for yourself at trentweatherman.nm.com. The Defense Soap Facts, Dateline, Cleveland, Ohio. For 12 years, he competed. For 17 years, he coached. And for 30 years, he's policed the streets of Cleveland. He saw teams and programs decimated by skin-borne disease, a wrestler's worst nightmare. He didn't like the chemical-based products on the market and knew that there had to be a better way, a better defense. He found religion in the ingredients that make up the basis for Defense Soap, tea tree and eucalyptus oil. Defense Soap, all natural safe to use. It's available around the world now at DefenseSoap.com. Hi, it's Danny Bishop. Today's economy presents certain challenges, and along with those come opportunities. The potential rewards are for those who are adept at identifying long-term trends. Don Boyd and his team of financial advisors at Five Talents Financial Management Group can help you navigate today's economy. Whether you're facing retirement or just looking to better understand certain investment ideas, they can help you. Five Talents Financial Management Group's first priority is your overall financial success. And that's why they learn about your individual situation, identify your dreams and goals, and get a picture of your tolerance for risk. Long-term relationships that encourage open and honest communication are the cornerstone of their foundation of success. FTFMG.com or call 223-7487, 223-7487, Five Talents Financial Management Group. Welcome back, everybody, to the Wild Rose Casino Studios, USA Takedown with Casper and Bogle. I'm very excited for these next two guests. This is going to be highly entertaining for everybody listening out there. It's ESPN 1350. Yeah, I appreciate that, Zach. And 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 before, we, and no, we can bring Joshua now. The founder, he and his wife, have founded a company that's been uh, received uh, incredibly well, not just here in the states, but around the world. He is Joshua Sasby. Good morning, Josh. How are you, buddy? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Tell us the name of your eight-month-old little darling daughter. Uh, Addison Grace. Addison Grace. And where does the name come from? Uh just kind of rung a bell. We were going through names, and, you know, that I, one came to us. I saw her. It. I saw a picture of you and her last evening. 
And it yep. was, uh, she, uh, most notably, she's not wearing barbarian apparel. She's wearing some kind of a little uh, romper. Uh, yeah. But uh, what's up with that, man? She should be uh, uh, sporting. My wife's trying to get all the flowery stuff. Okay. She wants, you know, <laughs> I, I occasionally get to dress her. I got to ask so. you, um, <laughs> but that's okay. Occasionally get a dresser. Yeah. That's good. I want to see pictures. Okay. So how is it and is it difficult for you to gain license to do something for an event? And is the process lengthy or is it phone calls and emails or uh, is it difficult? Because there's a certain investment that one has to make being a manufacturer and uh, finding a retail partner. But uh, is it difficult uh, for you to, as a manufacturer, to be able to gain license? Um, no, there's a few licensing agencies that kind of, are we talking about in regards to, like, branding? Yeah, so let's say you've got an event coming up, um, not you particularly, but wrestling has an event coming up and you want to be a part of it. You've got a great idea for clothing, apparel, hats, shirts, whatever. Um, the Midlands was a perfect example. You made uh, us gear for the Midlands, right? But yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, those usually those those processes are more of uh, just kind of relationships, getting to know the coaches, and okay. you know, just kind of coming to a mutual agreement that benefits both parties. Like I'd like to see uh, you guys involved in the U.S. Senior Nationals coming up in uh, Corville in October. Uh, there's certain slogans and and things about Corville and Iowa City that I think they. What are they calling it? Wrestling, Zach, they're calling it Wrestling City USA or something like that? Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah. I just, I'm, I think that just screams a t-shirt that everybody would yeah. want to have, you know? I was there. Yeah. Wrestling City USA. <laughs> anyway, Josh, um, this, you and I first met, let's tell the people how we first met and where was it. Do you remember? It was at the Olympic uh, Gala in Los Angeles. I was, 2016. I was sitting with you and your wife. I can't remember yep. who all was at our table. It was a good group of people. And uh, roaming around was guys like Frankie Shamrock and Dan Severn, Dan, uh, Dan Henderson, Randy Couture was the keynote. Uh, it was really a who's who of people who came from the sport, right? And right. now yep. are making a living doing other things. Perhaps it's mixed martial arts or motion pictures or... Uh, commentating on television, but guys that have really spread their wings through our sport, um, being one of, I mean, you're a true fan as well as a former right. competitor, but now you're also coaching. Talk to us about coaching at home, especially the kids. How difficult is that right now? Uh, well, there's not much of it going on right now, but, uh, you know, I kind of, I'm kind of a free agent around here. I, I just help out where I can, yeah. where I have time to. Um, so it is tough, but now that I, you know, we just got a new building with, uh, a room, uh, so people can come to me. That's kind of, that's, that's a huge step for, but it also tells you how much you guys have grown. Yeah. Uh, you have international relations as well. Talk to us about yep. the first team of, uh, athletes, coaches that you, uh, partnered with on an international basis. Uh, well, Denmark, you know, Rich Estrella introduced me the Danish team back at the, at the world championships that were in Vegas. Um, and we've just built up a relationship and they're, they've been tremendous for me internationally. And, uh, now they're, we're pretty much family. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, and I also sponsor their training facility. So it's called the barbarian wrestling arena. I love that. Uh, so <laughs> it's kind of, it's, it's been a cool, uh, experience. Our friends at five point move, by the way, have a, um, a store on your website. We will have yep. one soon as well, but, um, you can do that for any team, correct? Correct. And, and what's all involved? How difficult would that be for a high school coach? Uh, and what are the benefits of having their own team store? Uh, it, it takes, uh, it takes the hassle away from the coach. You know, they just, we kind of discuss the things that we want on the store, set timelines, uh, and then we just hit go. And then the coaches, you know, they pass it out, the information to their parents and fans. And, uh, you know, it just kind of runs itself after that. And then, you know, a lot of, some coaches use it as fundraiser purposes as well. So there's a, there's a multiple things you can do with it, but it really kind of just takes the burden off the coaches and we take on that for them. One of the um, things I've noticed about Barbarian, Barbarian apparel, uh, whether it's a sublimated jacket, a hoodie, a pullover, a t-shirt, a hat, uh, it doesn't really matter what, what your, the sublimated singlets are top drawer, but all of your uh, gear that you manufacture is top ranked stuff. I mean, this is the best. You yep. want your name put on good product, right? Yeah. It's, uh, I'm always, always working to try to find another fabric or better or something I already have. So it's, it's a never ending process. I'm sporting. Uh, Zach, can you read what this says on my gator? What does that say? It says USA Wrestling. USA Wrestling. I'm sporting the a flag gator. wrestling doesn't. <laughs> What's that? It's the flag in wrestling. Yeah, yeah. You assume, boy, that's that's impregnated yeah. in your brain, isn't it? USA yep. Wrestling, but it's the flag and then the word wrestling. And this is a gator that uh, you sent to me because you wanted to see me healthy, and yep. uh, also wearing your gear. And I appreciate that. I'll take that any day. But. You can make these gators and uh, masks, which are now mandatory in the uh, city of Des Moines, by the way, uh, and surrounding communities, uh, as so mandated by uh, Governor Frank, or excuse me, Mayor Frank County. I'm sure Frank is listening. <laughs> when I first heard of this, by the way, I called him up and I said, Frank, I said, is this true? What are the legal issues? Should somebody deny access to somebody to their business, their restaurant, their bar, whatever? If they're not wearing a mask, he says, you have every right to be able to deny people access if they're not wearing a mask. So point being, you can get masks and gators customized for your needs, your teams, your athletes, your coaches online. And what greater gift is there right now during this pandemic we're experiencing nationwide and worldwide than protecting yourself and doing so in doing so you're looking good doing it. Um, right. are you getting a lot of orders for things like the gators and the face, uh, face masks? We are, we are, you, you know, it's kind of just been an added Avenue for us. Uh, and I've actually been working on modifying my mask and things just, you know, to jazz them up or whatever, make them, you know, more enjoyable for the customers. And yeah, we've been doing a lot of businesses locally too. So, uh, it's kind of opened the doors. Any you know, chance? Other avenues. So. Any chance that we'll see a gas tank Gary Gator mask? <laughs> you might. You might. He's a. He's in my area, so you get gas tank Gary's around a lot. Okay. Uh, coolest name of a wrestling team or program or a camp? Uh, you've seen a lot of them. 
Okay. Oh man. But what's the coolest one or top five? What's who's in your top five? Man. Besides the Barbarian Wrestling Club, I get it. Oh okay. yeah, yeah, no Barbarian <laughs> Nationals, of course. <laughs> oh man, I you asked me too quick on that one. I, well, not, the Predators that would seem to be uh, apropos for the wrestling and wrestlers, I should say. Yeah, um, we got what, the well. There's the Inner City Miami. But they're the Predators. Yeah. What I about deal with those guys? What about uh, the Minions Team Minion? Oh, Minion, yeah, that Minion's a good one. Okay. The Georgia Club. You got to be careful, uh, though. Isn't it, does Disney own the rights to the Minions? I, I think the the logos. I'm not sure the the name, and it also depends on how it's used. Yeah. You know, like Minions are not in sports. I like uh, Palmer trained uh, doing yeah. the Army or the West Point wrestling um, uh, program. I think that's that's quite an honor, uh, given its history, yeah, right? Oh yeah, that's that's been a pretty cool oper- opportunity. Um, you know, I'm, they got their golf outing next or two weeks from now. I'm heading out there, so kind of yeah. excited for that one. Well, we're going to ask you to uh, continue doing a great job and and taking care of our athletes and coaches, fans. You can be a part of it, uh, and and if you think your family would look uh, cool in gear. Go online, go to Barbarian Apparel, barbarianapparel.com, okay? Uh, their gear is tough, just like the athletes that they prepare the gear for. They've got great packages, uh, tremendous service, by the way. It's incredible turnaround time, and that's not always the case with many uh, many companies out there. This is a standalone company that is there for you, okay? There's a huge difference. Uh, many of them look beyond the, the uh, customer, and just think it's another order. It's not with Barbarian. They actually care about you. They are involved with you from beginning to end. What? Let's say uh, you need um, you need help with logo design and application. Are you guys there for that? Yeah, we do that. We I actually sometimes even recommend it. <laughs> if I someone <laughs> sends me something and I was like, hey, what do you guys think about this? Because it's like things just come to me, and so I'm like. Always trying to make everybody look as, as snazzy as possible. So, I've got to uh, say, I've tried all the masks, and I think yours might be the most comfortable one I've tried yet. Yep. A neck gator. That's good to hear. And that's the neck gator, are you wearing a while cutting hair? Is that what you do? Uh, yeah, I have to. Yeah. Yep. So, so it's comfortable. It stays up. All day long. Right. And it's easy to wash. You can care for it, and it comes out of the uh, the washer. Now, do you let it dry on a towel or something, or what do you oh, do? Oh, yeah. The best way to dry it, I believe, is air drying. Or just air dry? Yeah. Okay. And, and will the mask ever approach the thickness of of, of the the fiber that you use, the the material that you use, that of a, a of a singlet? Because I love the feel yeah. of singlet material. We we, we are going to have a thicker version, just you know, especially for winter. Um, you know, our, our singlet fabric's pretty uh, thick and it'll keep you nice and warm. So. We will have that option as well once winter comes along. I can't wait for those. I mean, that I gotta believe would be super because I'm a you know I'm a heavier uh, individual <laughs> and I have a fat face. And people have told me that uh, hey, that gator looks cool on you. Where can I get one? And I always tell them barbarian apparel. But I would like to think that uh, 
in the future, we might be able to do a prize giveaway where if you were to call 244-1350 or whatever, maybe we do it online. Maybe we do it on social media, Zach. Yeah. Huh? Could you, could you, could you manage something like that in all that you do, Zach, a social media contest for USA Takedown? Yeah. You know, these social media streets have been heavy this summer and uh, I think we could do that. Mm. What do you think of that, Uh Joshua? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so we could do a Barbarian on one side, Barbarian Apparel on one side, the BA logo, and on the other side would be the USA Takedown logo. And uh, then we could, we'll t- tell you what, once we get it arranged, and Josh, Joshua and Zach, can I put the two of you together on this particular project? Absolutely. Done. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And then once that's done, we'll tell you, we'll, we'll give away one or two or whatever uh, Joshua wants to give away per show, and you'll be able to communicate with us and uh, contest with us via social media. Zach will set the rules up, and Joshua will create the product, and you'll be uh, proud to wear it. I know most of you are jealous when you see us wearing it, so it'll be your chance to be able to get some of that great gear from Barbarian. But don't look past their website. Easy enough to get to barbarianapparel.com. They're a great sponsor of the show, but more than anything, a true and uh, a reliable friend for our sport. And that's what we need. And we need a lot more of guys like Joshua and your beautiful wife and your darling little eight month old little, look, she's such a charmer. <laughs> it comes, mm-hmm. comes yeah. across in the picture. Joshua, thank you for your time today. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, Great brother. Talking to you guys. Joshua Sassy, he hits the showers at Barbarian. New facilities, man, that's when you know a guy gets excited, when they need to expand for space, for room, uh, but to expand uh, their manufacturing capability as well because when you've got 15, 20 projects going all at the same time, you can't have it all bunched up over here and some over here. you got to have it all laid out. you got to know exactly what needs to be done for that group. We're doing... Uh, sublimated uh, jerseys, for example, or pullovers or three-quarter zips or full zips, whatever it is uh, that they're working on, everything's got to be organized. So when they finally do ship to uh, the individual that's ordered it, everything is there, you know? And if you've got any issues, boom, he's answering the phone. No questions about it. You like to work with the owner of the company, Joshua Sasby, his family are there to take care of your needs. Barbarianapparel.com. All right, stay tuned. More on the other side. Our next guest waiting in the wings is a guy named Pat Minio. 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 Isn't that what Karen called him? That's Minio. I think she said Mineo. Yeah, Mineo. But yeah. I got. But I got to say though, I can't give her too much um, grief because I've also mispronounced it in an early video that I did with my friend Pat. I so. have never pr- mispronounced it. I've always been Johnny on the spot when it comes to pronouncing his name. It's almost like you do this for a living. I well, no, it's because you told me the correct way to say it. We'll yeah. be back after this 1350 ESPN. All USA takedown guests appear on the defense soap newsmaker hotline made in the USA with unparalleled quality and it's guaranteed defense soap. It's what the pros use. Live music is back. Saturday, August 15th, Arch Allies return to Wild Rose Casino and Resort. Don't miss this outdoor concert event featuring the best from rock's biggest bands. Journey, Def Leppard, Bon Jovi, and more. Tickets on sale now for just five bucks. 20 day of show. Get your tickets now. Arch Allies at Wild Rose in Jefferson. 
The term barbarian was first used in ancient Greece. The athletes were said to be barbarians. Today's modern athletes embrace the hard work when wearing the great gear from Barbarian Apparel. You make the choice. Custom graphics, the best sublimation. Colors that pop and logos that matter. Barbarian provides great service before and after the process. Make the right choice. Choose Barbarian Apparel. BarbarianApparel.com Hash browns are always part of my favorite breakfast, and the place to get Des Moines' best breakfast is Mullet's Restaurant. Hi, this is Danny Bishop. Stop by on your bike along Meredith Trail by the confluence of the Raccoon and Des Moines Rivers. Sit on their two-level patio, peruse the famous breakfast menu, and you'll understand why Mullet's is the best breakfast restaurant in Des Moines. Mullet's, celebrating all things about the hairstyle that's business in the front and party in the back. Just go to the west end of the Southeast First Street Bridge to find Des Moines' best breakfast at Mullet's Restaurant. Ah, yeah. Crank it up. Turn that knob up to loud and rip it off. You're listening to the True Americans, Bogle and Casper. It is USA Takedown from the Wild Rose Casino Studios. Yeah, the hotel in Jefferson the resort part of casino and resort uh, suffered some damage. They are closed currently and uh, uh, taking care of business the best of their ability, but um, casino still operational as is uh, our locations in Emmitsburg and Clinton. want to make sure you know that um, Senator Ernst, we had on our other program earlier in the day and she talked uh, about how many people were affected by the enormity of that storm and 90 to 110 mile an hour winds. Well, it swept across uh, largely. Nobody was expecting the intensity that which it brought, but I'll tell you what, uh, it was amazing. So hats off to everybody there in Jefferson and Greene County uh, here in the great state of Iowa. Appreciate all that you've gone through and and, uh, know that you'll come out of it strong on the other side of it. Pat Manio Manio. Uh, Karen is pronounced it a couple different ways. I do believe in the Willie trials, especially on day one. Joining us is the legend, the founder of the wrestling room, Pat Minio. Pat Minio, how are you, buddy? Hey, Scott, how you doing? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Did, did that bother you when you heard of a of an individual, a, a learned individual, somebody that has the letters of the law behind her name? Uh, mispronounce your name. So simple is the name. You've lived with it oh. your entire life. Yeah, it is a, uh, it's a simple name, but believe it or not, Scott, a lot of people, uh, pronounce it wrong at one point or another, but, uh, yeah, got to get the name right. Right. <laughs> uh, that's, that would be my, my guess as well, but welcome to the show, man. Appreciate you joining us on this particular edition of the show. Hey, Scott, thanks for having me. Zach, thanks for having me. I love what you guys are doing with the show at USA Takedown. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Appreciate all the uh, social media prep as well that you did. That was of awesome. Course. Let's go to Zach Bogle. Zach? Pat, uh, speaking of social media, for those listeners out there who don't know you are who you are, um, how would you describe yourself in the wrestling world, I guess? Yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's been a whirlwind of a year, right? Um, a lot of things have taken off. Uh, I know you, you referred to me once, Zach, on Stalemates as, as a rogue reporter, right? Yeah. What do you think <laughs> of that? Yeah, I, I think that was awesome. Uh, you know, I'm not affiliated to another media outlet. I've kind of started my own thing here with the wrestling room, um, you know, about nine months ago. 
um, with the Twitter that's ramped up a lot this year. So, I mean, I just love the sport. I'm a, I'm a passionate fan, um, love wrestling, and, uh, you know, love sharing that content and that passion throughout <laughs> my different channels. So whether you want to call me Rogue Reporter, Media Guy, Content Guy, or just a wrestling fan, I'm okay. <laughs> I think that you're in this new lane um, where a lot of reporters are tied to big media public publications and whatnot. You are tied to a wrestling forum. What do you think of, uh, do you think you're kind of the first in that lane to kind of be a reporter, but also a fan on the side of the forums? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a unique situation on how this is all blown up and exploded over the last year. But I think so, Zach, because we, we've all seen the forums in the past, right? Those are the fun places everyone gathers, chats, wrestling, new news comes out, breaking news, content. But now when you piece that together with it's not just a forum, it's, it's kind of like a movement, right, as far as releasing news and content, not just talking about what has been released kind of like a hybrid thing that we have going on there um you and i have talked before that you have been kicked off of several other forums you decided you know what i'm gonna go start my own so you started your own when you started your own were you thinking i'm gonna be you know a reporter where you're the first to get the news and you kind of put it out there before other people can get to it yeah i mean and it it wasn't something that was new um like i said i've always been involved in the sport and uh even on you know some of our smaller scale forums we were releasing news but of course it wasn't reaching that large of an audience. Now people are kind of just seeing the intel and inside news we do have, and since there's so many members, they're seeing it comes actually firsthand from the wrestling room. One of the one of the topics this summer that you were first to report on was the Sebastian Rivera news. Um, I want to talk about that a little bit. What is the Rutgers lineup going to look like this year with Suriano maybe, maybe not coming back, Ooh. and then you got Rivera and Alvarez, just a loaded oh. lineup at the beginning of that lineup. Yeah, and, and Zach, I'm, I'm really excited about, you know, Rutgers, where they're at. Seabass coming in is huge. I'm a big Seabass fan. You know, he represents Jersey so well. As far as the lineup this year, with everything with COVID-19, right, it certainly changed things. You have guys who may take a red shirt. Suriano and, and Rivera may, as, may very well red shirt. So we may, may not even see two of our biggest guys in the lineup this year. But like you said, the, the lower weights are stacked. We hope the season happens. You got uh, Aguilar, who's been getting better and better. Sammy Alvarez put everyone on notice at the end of last year. If there was a way to fit for all four of them with Nick and Sebastian with those two, that would be nice, but I don't think that happens. We may only see a few of them in the lineup next year, but I'm excited either way. A lot of good recruits coming in, too. Recently on your own show, you had Coach Goodell on your show and uh, Coach Goody. Um, shout out to Boom, right? Yep. <laughs> um, he Love said. It. He said whenever he sees you tweet something, that there's some smoke there. So, do you was that? A, did you like that compliment where he was basically saying if you put something out there that we know that you know that could be something that's going to happen? Yeah, I think that was a compliment, especially coming from someone like Coach Goodell, one of the top coaches in all of Division One wrestling. You've seen what he's done with Rutgers, the hype he's brought to New Jersey. Um, you know, shout out to him. I appreciated that and, and saw that as a compliment, um, especially coming from him that, Hey, you know, they're, they're watching what comes out of the wrestling room and they're listening. Um, and it was really cool to have a chance to sit down, you know, virtually with him and Ashnall and kind of just go through all sorts of things involving the season and everything going on with the wrestling scene. I love Anthony Ashnall. He's yeah, awesome. Terrific guest. you be mobbing. Yeah, and guess what? I got I got uh, I got Scotty Goodell coming up, I believe on the eleventh at ten forty, in this very time spot. I I think it's coming up on the eleventh. Yeah, Scotty Goodell 
makes his uh, return to the airwaves, and uh, we're looking forward to that. So mm. you, I'm sure you'll probably make a big deal out of that on social media. But <laughs> I um, love it. we're looking forward to it. We're talking to Mr. Pat Minio. Look for him on Twitter, at Mr. Pat Minio. Uh, he stirs up a lot of trouble. He's had a pretty good history with one Willie Saylor. Well, Willie Saylor is in the news because um, Flow Sports is suing him. And uh, I got to believe there's probably some, uh, you know, some smoke there and some fire as well. But um, it's it's interesting to know that that Flow is trying to do everything they said that they were against when they started, and that was being an open forum, a place where wrestling fans can ga- uh, uh, gather and watch wrestling, promote wrestling. And it's like uh, they don't want anybody else to be able to cover it, to be able to promote it, to be able to broadcast it. They tried to keep me out, for example, <laughs> in broadcasting events. Well, guess what, kids? I was here first, and uh, and I got attorneys, too, so I got no problem with this, okay? I have attorneys that were wrestlers. Let's mo- move on. Move on. Nothing to see here, okay? But Flow Sports <laughs> and Willie, that you broke it down well in uh, the most recent edition of Stalemates where you actually timelined it and tried to explain it, but Pat, what's it really all about? Yeah, so as far as that goes, I mean, this thing has been dragged on, right? I think we all know Willie um, was, was is a big name in, in sports and, and the wrestling name. especially. The name. Yeah, yeah. And, and he is a name, and, and he was at Flow Wrestling, so when he left, because he's a big name, that caused some stir, in it, and I guess Flow filed suit against him for... I think it was breaching non-compete clause of a contract, right? That's he went part to of Rothkin. He part got his Rothkin platform. There's also the, the, I'll tell you what, when we come back, we'll, we'll get a little more, more in depth than this. we got to uh, hit a hard break here, but uh, don't go anywhere, okay, Pat? Yep, I'm still here. Pat, many on the Defense Soap Newsmaker Hotline. And uh, Pat, you'll find him online on Twitter, Mr. Pat Minio, also the Wrestling Room Forum. We'll be back after this. This is USA Takedown on 1350 ESPN. Think you've heard everything? Stick around. You ain't heard nothing yet. More USA Takedown after this. Communities need leaders. The birthplace of Bob Feller, Van Meter, Iowa, has two. Paul Szczynski and Jim Sinclair have always been there for their community and for the thing that drives us, wrestling. In a position to help or need a cause to get behind, your neighbors and friends can use a hand. Leaders always come together to help, to plan, and to work to make their communities a better place to live. So special thanks to Jim Sinclair and Paul Szczynski, two examples of men who lead. Follow these two professionals on LinkedIn for investment opportunities and more. The Defense Soap Facts, Dateline, Cleveland, Ohio. For 12 years, he competed. For 17 years, he coached. And for 30 years, he's policed the streets of Cleveland. He saw teams and programs decimated by skin-borne disease, a wrestler's worst nightmare. He didn't like the chemical-based products on the market and knew that there had to be a better way, a better defense. He found religion in the ingredients that make up the basis for Defense Soap, tea tree and eucalyptus oil. Defense Soap, all natural safe to use. It's available around the world now at DefenseSoap.com. 
Calderberg's PBS Landscaping knows what grows best in Iowa because they're from Iowa. Locally owned and operated, Calderberg's is a full-service landscaping and lawn care company. Everything you need from lawn care and landscape design to water features, tree planting, irrigation, and snow removal. Matt Calderberg and his staff are great. They take care of my family year-round. They can take care of yours, too. My office and home, they cover it all. They're my friends and should be yours as well. Visit them at CalderbergLandscaping.com. I want to say, give me a ticket to an airplane, right? <laughs> All right, welcome back to the show. The uh, Wild Rose <laughs> Casino Studios of USA Takedowns, Casper and Bogle and Minio. How about that? Did you ever think you'd hear that on this show? Oh, yeah. I knew I knew when you I knew came on the show, happen? he was going to come on, yeah. Yeah, and and that's okay. I mean, I I like your friends. That's the cool part. You guys didn't uh, start off like Willie and Pat did, though, right? I mean, you guys started off on good good ground, right? Uh, no comment. No comment. But uh, as contentious as this is, what we're talking about is a lawsuit between Flow Sports and Willie Sather, and it's over, in my estimation anyway, over intellectual property rights. Okay? If you're working for a company and you do something for that company on that company's time. In other words, they're paying you for your creativity, your ingenuity, your broadcast, your appeal. Uh, I get it. But at the same time, when Willie was hired by flow wrestling, he was already doing all of the stuff that he was, is accused of stealing from flow. Am I wrong on this? Pat nope, Minio, you're not wrong. Your, your opinion on that. Am I wrong or not? No, no, I don't think you're wrong or off base at all with that. It almost seems like they're just trying to suppress a former employee um, because, you know, he took some of his natural followers elsewhere. I mean, he already had built a brand long before Flo, so he actually has helped Flo grow, and now it's kind of like they want to suppress or silence him. Right. Uh, why? I don't know. They're worried about competitors? Who knows? But one thing we should take out of our vocabulary, okay? And that is the word took. He didn't take anybody. When he left, they followed him. Insert the word follow. That is the decision that each individual made to follow somebody they agree or disagree with or at least want to have that conversation with. And I respect that. And I think Flow Wrestling, as being the big bad dog that they are and portray themselves to be, are the last ones to apologize for a poorly broadcast event. They never do. Uh, they never refund money when they should. And yet here they are trying to suppress somebody from making a living in a sport that which he was doing prior to working for these people. And my, it's, 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 this is where it got me scratching my head. What's the purpose? What's the end result? What is the hope of flow wrestling to silence this guy? Not reasonable in any estimation. I can't see a court uh, in any way, shape, or form, siding on behalf of Flow Wrestling, that to me would be a restraint of trade. Pat Minnie, our guest, obviously, I've silenced him as well. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> you you hit the nail on the head there, Scott. I Thank mean, it, it's 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 right on par, right? It seems like what what's the end game here? Do they want to bankrupt the guy, silence him? What what do they want to do here? Because whatever they're doing indirectly or directly is denying other wrestling fans of more content and and to grow the sport we need more content we need more media members we need more community so it's it's kind of showing some true colors here for flow in 2020 
Let's talk about, uh, well, let's go to Zach instead. Zach, go ahead. Yeah, Pat, what do you see the future of the wrestling room to be? Yeah, and the wrestling room, Zach, I know you've been in it, and, and you can kind of see where we're going with it, but, I mean, man, we're nine months in, and, and we're, we're breaching. We're coming up on 5,000 members in nine months, and then um, couple that with, with Twitter and the followers we brought there, almost 7,000, right? We're growing rapidly, and we want the wrestling room to, to be its own thing, its own brand. We're not tied to or any other media outlet, and which I don't think they're very happy about that, but we do our own thing, and, and we go to the beat of our own drum. And Do you I, care, I think, really? At the end of the day, no. do you really care? No, I, no, I do not. We're doing our own thing, and you know, it's growing, and people are, are joining every day. We have new requests every day. I think we're averaging about 1,000 new members a month now. Wow. How would you describe the average wrestling room uh, member? The average wrestling room member, it, it, it's kind of cool. It's been diverse, right? Obviously, we, we have a lot of passionate members from all over the country. Some guys live in all over the world. But the average member is someone who wants to get news on the spot, right? They, they like the idea of, of kind of like the Adam Schefter of wrestling, right? News on the spot, right at you. So the average member of the wrestling room could be just your average wrestling fan, someone who's wrestled, maybe not wrestled, but they love the sport and they're there for the content. They want to engage. They want to uh, give their opinions. They want to see others' opinions. They want is. to see what's happening now. There it is, right there. They want to give their opinions, and that, to me, is what makes our sport so special. Boom. Because they have guys that want to, they want to continue the conversation. They want to be a part of it. They don't want to just read about it or hear about it. They want to be able to let their opinions be known as well. Nothing wrong with that. We encourage that. That's one of the things we've ta talked about for the last 20 plus years is that this is a conversation we need to have. The more we talk about it, the stronger and healthier the sport is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. You're spot on there. We need the buzz. We need the conversations to grow the sport. And at a time where frankly, Scott, as you know, we're losing programs left and right. Well, left with and everything right. going on. Yeah. That's it, only two. Yep. And, and we, we want to make sure we're growing the sport. You know, we want to make sure that we're growing it in any way we can. And we're promoting that healthy dialogue to talk about it and, and be about it. And right. That's where these forums come into play. Mm. And flow has to, to their credit, they have not necessarily been totally friendly with Greco or with women's wrestling. I think that's mm. been very short sighted by them. Um, and if I'm the grandfather out here in terms of the media goes, I'll be that guy. But that's my impression that they need to step it up and be uh, all inclusive and stop being exclusive. Mm -hmm. Okay. Everybody deserves an opportunity. And our women are in many, and I think a lot of people would agree with me on this. If it wasn't for women's wrestling, men's wrestling right now would be in a terrible place. Terrible place. So that's it. Absolutely. Pat, yep. Pat, they and can I follow agree. you on Twitter and, uh, you're going to obviously give a big shout out to me and Zach on the, the big <laughs> Twitter following. You had a great time on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Follow me, Mr. Pat Minio and join the wrestling room. A lot of good content and breaking news. Um, you know, hope to be on again and I appreciate the time on here with you guys and, uh, you know, just, just keep growing the sport. Mm. Thank you very much, Pat. You can, he's welcome anytime. Pat, you're welcome anytime you want to jump on the program. Okay? That's an open door to your room. Uh, you got an open door to our room, too. You know that, Scott. So uh, I, I would happen to be come, come on anytime. 
like I said, you guys are doing great things. We're on the sport. Can't say that about every outlet, right? But right. you guys are doing it. So Thank we appreciate you, Pat. Let's that. go. God bless you, buddy. There we go. The wrestling room founder, Pat Minio, Mr. Pat Minio on Twitter. Hey, coming up next week, Rick Solosky from Inside the Wrestling Circle radio show, Justin Sell, the AD at South Dakota State. Glenn Lanham, head coach, Duke University. Mike Moyer from the National Wrestling Coaches Association. Doug Schwab, head coach of the UNI Panthers and you. That's all next Friday on USA Takedown with Bogle and Casper. For our our producer, Danny Bishop, our executive producer, as uh, always, Joshua Realitz. We appreciate each and every one of them, and we appreciate you. Thanks for listening to USA Takedown on 1350 ESPN and USA Radio Group Station and home of ESPN Radio. This is 1350 ESPN. Simulcasting on 102.1 FM. Des Moines Sports Leader.